Welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. I'm Mark Betancourt. The global economy is dominated by big countries, places with large populations or a sizable landmass. But there are also tiny countries out there. Around 20% of the IMF's members are so-called small states, that is, countries with populations of less than one and a half million people. Three-quarters of small states are islands, or groups of islands. Think Barbados or the Bahamas and the Caribbean. While these countries are very different from each other, many of them struggle economically for the same reasons, and have growth rates significantly lower than those of their larger peers. I asked IMF economist Sarwat Jahan, what's so difficult about being small? In one sentence, the biggest problem of small states is that they cannot benefit from economies of scale. And what that really means is to produce any type of good, whether it's public good or private good, it is more costly for them to do so. Tuvalu, for example, is a country that has a land area of only 10 square miles. So it's one-seventh the size of Washington, D.C. In a small island, it is true that um, total infrastructure might be smaller. They might just need two bridges or one very big road. But imagine how difficult it would be to create new infrastructure there because the fixed cost of producing that would be so high. Um, also, its neighbor, Kiribati, is an, a country that has 33 uh, small islands. And they span an area of around 3.5 million square miles. That's pretty much the airy land area of the Indian subcontinent. So you can imagine how difficult it would be for a government to um, administer in those in those states. I understand that small states are also, um, since given that a lot of them are islands, they're also sort of more prone to um, the entire country suddenly being hit by a typhoon or an earthquake or something like that and having really, really widespread damage that all has to be dealt with all at once. Mm-hmm. And if natural disasters weren't enough, they are also subject to climate change. In fact, Kiribati may be one of the first countries that will lose its entire territory under the sea. So there's a double problem. One is the economic side, and the other has to do with the natural disasters and climate change. Getting back to the economic side, um, isn't it that that small countries with really small populations and not very diversified sort of production bases are gonna are there, aren't they always gonna have trouble competing against lar- larger states? Aren't they sort of at an inherent disadvantage? Mm-hmm. A lot of our small states are under undiversified, which also makes them subject to volatility. So if a country produces, say, only teak or logging or dependent on any type of agricultural products, then the prices that go up and down in the markets will, of course, impact these countries. But one thing I would like to point out is that a country that is undiversified now does not mean that it cannot find innovative ways for its investment base to grow and therefore become more diversified. A common example that we often give is the case of Mauritius. In the 1960s, when the Mauritius first became independent, It was a country that produces only sugar, it had high levels of unemployment, and basically had no natural resources. And therefore, um, many people thought that it was a state that would fail. And Mauritius found innovative ways to attract foreign direct investment into its country. Forty years later, it's become hugely diversified, and it is one of the most successful cases in Africa. It is now a country with high levels of growth, and its governance and social indicators are among one of the best. So small states are constrained because of their size, but size 
is just a constraint and all constraints can be overcome. And small states with sound economic policies can overcome many of these problems. You mentioned that Mauritius was able to diversify. Uh, what, what else? What, are, what other things can these small states do to make sure that they're more economically healthy? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that we have found when we have studied uh, small states is that macro policies matter. For example, in the financial sector, we find that in small states, the offshore financial centers are doing well, but the business environment is not good, and they say that access to finance is a big constraint for the private sector to develop. So many um, steps can be taken so that credit flows to the private sector, which is much needed, and this will spur various types of investment. Um, On the fiscal side, the government can take uh, steps to increase revenue, although we do understand that if the population size is small, then the um, tax base is also small. So to, to keep the fiscal balance in check, um, sometimes the government also has to uh, prioritize expenditure and make sure that the expenditures that they do undertake will provide benefits. Um, small states can also, in, in their fiscal planning, take into account how natural disasters um, would raise the, their cost and therefore think about what the implications that would have on debt and growth. What are some of the other things other than their sort of internal policy that, um, that these countries can do to improve their economic competitiveness? Since a lot of these problems come from the fact that they have a small size, uh, small countries can actually work toward regional integration that can increase their size. For example, the Eastern Caribbean Currency Union has combined their securities market into one regional market and therefore combining six small markets into a big market and therefore they have integrated their financial sector. Can can there actually be advantages to being a small state? It, it sounds like maybe some of these um, policy changes that you're suggesting might be easier to implement in a, in a smaller country with, with fewer people. Being small does have its advantages because after all, it is a smaller population and a smaller land area. So a few good policies can help the country flourish. So the small states do have a lot to look forward to despite being small. (laughs) That was IMF economist Sarwat Jahan with some encouraging words for the struggling small states of the world. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more like this at www.soundcloud.com forward slash IMF dash podcasts.